Hi guys and welcome back to the Weekly Live podcast. I am Lucy Evans and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier and happier life physically as well as mentally in a way that is realistic and most of all sustainable long term. It is my mission to humanise the female fitness industry and I love that you are here with me on this journey. and welcome back to another episode of your weekly lift can you believe that it's nearly june or at least it will be by the time this episode is released which basically means we are halfway through the year um which always gets me thinking about like the goals that i set for myself in january and equally what i want to achieve for the next six months and if there is anyone out there who is going to get you excited about your goals, it's today's special guest. So I'm excited to announce that we have the lovely Candice Harvey on the podcast who has taken time out of her evening to be with us today. Um, because you will be able to tell from her accent that she's actually all the way over in Australia right now. Um, so welcome Candice. Thank you so much. And no pressure. I feel like I have to get all these people excited about what's to come. Great. <laughs> you, you've done it before, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, a few times. A few times. Yeah, just yeah. a few. Um, so if you were a client of mine, then last year, at, yeah, at back end of last year, you did a live with us, didn't you? So you may be a familiar face for some. Um, yeah. Actually, have done two amazing workshops within the community. Mm. Um and now today she is coming to the podcast to give us all of her wisdom around goal setting for the second half of the year and basically going to ensure that we don't spend the next six months just going through the motions and, you know, sailing through to December thinking, oh, I'll start again in January. So let's get into it. Um, for those who may not know you, who are you? What's your background? And what made you get into coaching? It kind of feels like a blind date, you know, when it's like, who are you? Where'd you come from? What is it? Did you ever I know. watch that? I know. And I feel like saying, you know, all this, Lucy, you know, <laughs> know. Me, but that's okay. Let's pretend you don't. And I'll give you an update. That's a great, great start. Um, so I am a performance coach. So prior to being a performance coach, I worked in HR for 15 years. So I'd been coaching throughout my entire HR career, so supporting employees, managers, and helping them really to achieve whatever they wanted to achieve, but really making sure they were enjoying the place that they spend majority of their time, which is at work. And I actually just loved that part of my job, really helping people to think very differently, seeing changes that they were making in the workplace and getting them to really realize their potential, which a lot of people don't do so often at work you know i think they can kind of just come in they do their job they can do it well some of them don't do it well <laughs> yeah. um, but to really get them loving that part of their job which is where they spend a lot of time i was just i loved that you know so it got me really thinking about this small portion of hr that i wanted to be able to do that as my full-time job you know for those who know all the other different components that are involved in hr some of it's quite miserable to be in hr when it's to do with like the performance management and the the hiring and the firing and all that sort of stuff it's not great but the coaching part of it is what i just absolutely love so i started my own coaching business and i've been professionally coaching since 2018 so i work with business owners 
professionals, employees, men and women. The youngest I've coached so far has been 18 and the oldest has been 78 so far. Wow. Um, and I help with both personal challenges, professional challenges. I'm basically just obsessed with human behaviour. So mainly why people do what they do, but also why people don't do what they wish they could do. Um, so yeah, so I work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. I have an eight-week program called Peak State, which is helping people get their lives back into balance and achieving more than they've ever achieved before. And I also run corporate workshops. So sort of similar to the workshop that I did for your clients. So that's I love me. seeing your corporate workshops, like the um, pictures that you put on afterwards. And you always just look so like, I don't know, like in your, what is it? Like, you just look comfortable in your I environment. I love it. <laughs> I honestly love it. Like if I could just do that all the time, like I would just be stoked. I mean, it's heading that way, but I just, I don't get bored of it. I just love helping people think about things differently and, um yeah I don't know what it is I just absolutely enjoy it. and I didn't think I'd get back into corporate I think I left my corporate job and I was a little bit scarred from it I was like four oh, that was a mm. tough 15 years I just wanted to be able to do something different and then I kind of just moseyed on back into corporate I don't even know how it happened to be honest I think someone asked if I'd come along and I was like sure I'll come along and I was like oh this is actually awesome I'll come back if you want me to come back I will come back um but yeah I really enjoy it I love it Oh, nice. Um, okay, so obviously this past podcast is all around the second half of the year. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know about you, but like I said, I get to like the midway through the year and I'm like, have I actually done anything? What were my goals for January? <laughs> good start. I'm actually really a lot better at it these days, but I have definitely in the past been very much like set these amazing goals in January and then come June forgot about them and then basically try and treat June as like a mini new year <laughs> yep. um so if there is anybody in that position um or just maybe they want to reset for the second half of the year where do you suggest people start when it comes to setting goals I love this. I think this is so cool, especially where you do get to this time of year and you like well, January was so long ago, right? Like what, what did we even care about in January? What was my life like in January? All that sort of thing. And it can change. And you really do have to not feel like you've got to stay fixed to your goals. I think a lot of people can do that as well. Like, because I said I was going to do something in January, even if I fall off the wagon a little bit, I have to just keep picking myself up and keep working towards that, which is not always the case right mm -hmm. like so many things I think you and I have even spoken about this before as well just with being business owners that you grow as a person so quickly that sometimes you can outgrow your goals too so I think before we kind of dive into creating your goals I always suggest that people actually consider like what would make you happier right now you know what would make you a more fulfilled person when you are about to go into the next half of 2023 like what would make your life better than how it is right now you know like is it more money is it having more intimacy like more love or more respect from friends family peers you know maybe it's actually wanting to try new things and explore different places or even finding more meaningful work like is it any of those things because whatever you you think will make you a happy happier person I'm almost like willing to bet that it's going to fall into one of the 
the following categories. And those categories are like freedom. That's like the first one, which is like financial or otherwise, like just feeling a lot more free. The second category is relationships. And then the third is health, right? Mm -hmm. So usually when we're thinking about how are we going to be happier, it falls into one of those categories. It's freedom, relationships, or health. Now, these are actually the three components to happiness, Okay. which is cool, right? Like it's really about being able to, I love your little smile as I'm saying. I'm excited already because I'm I know, like, you're oh just my God, loving it. That's you're amazing. Just, you're the, I, if I can just talk to you all the time, I would love it. Like your face, you're like, you're writing stuff down. It's like, I'm just, I'm coaching you. Like, it's just you and I here right now. It's just so. I was hoping you weren't fun. seeing me shadily writing stuff I'm, down. I, I can see you, babe. We're on Zoom. I'm watching you writing everything down. It's it's good. This is recorded. You know, you don't have to write it all down. Um, but yeah but they are like the three components of happiness right so we need to make sure that we're kind of juggling those at all times and if you seriously lack one or more of these in your life like it's actually virtually impossible to feel really fulfilled you know so it's looking at what matters most for you right now so regardless of what you said you were going to be able to do in January it's looking like what is the most important thing for me right now like what's the thing that you think about the most you know, and if all of these areas in your life at the moment, so when I'm talking about freedom, talking about relationships, I'm talking about health, if all of them are feeling like they're a little bit of a mess and you kind of just feel like you have to pick one just to get started, you're going to obviously agree with me on this one, Lucy, but it's pick your health, mm-hmm. right? Like start with health. If everything is feeling like I don't know where to start, start with health. Like having a healthy mind, which is a lot of the work that I do, and having this healthy body as well, which is obviously a big chunk of where you know, you all get attracted to the amazing work that Lucy does. Like it gives you the confidence and the energy that you need to really be present and to contribute to your relationships. If your health actually isn't number one, your relationships are going to be pretty ordinary. And then it goes without saying that, you know, doing your job well is so much easier when you're healthy and you're clear headed. So I think that when we're talking about goal setting and it can feel very overwhelming like and the majority of people just don't do it you know like and I've said this to you before Lucy as well that 83% of the population do not set goals because of fear of failure Mm. they just rather get to this point where we are right now where it's the middle of the year and go you know what like the year hasn't really turned out the way that I wanted it to but let's just see what goes on now for the next six months. And then I'll just restart for 2024. Like you were actually saying, God, that sounds weird, 2024. I it's know. like your mouth doesn't know how to say it yet. Yeah, it's really weird. I'm still saying but, 2022, oh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a bit slow, mate. You're a little bit slow. Yeah, we're, we're 2023. Like I, we could have fun with 2024, but if you haven't got your head around 2023, we've got some problems. Who knows after uh, COVID what year it is. But it's, yeah, it's just really about knowing, you know, that your happiness is obviously important and that progressing is like a key to happiness as well. So really choosing one thing, one area in your life that you'd like to be able to change and then focusing on that is kind of the the first step, you know, like in terms of overwhelm as well, whatever your goal is that you're wanting to set. And I hope it is big. Like I want people to set really big goals, you know, like feel like they're a little bit scary as well, but also go, it's not the entire staircase. It's just the first step each day. Mm-hmm. We just have to really be able to break it down and go, don't have to get to the top straight away, which cute little people think that we need to do sometimes when we set these big goals and then we get annoyed that we haven't like climbed it and it's only been week one. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just one step forward and that's okay and reset and go again and all that sort of stuff. But the stairs aren't going anywhere. I think that's a big point as well. So yeah, um, yeah, refocus on what's important at this time of year. Yeah, I agree. I actually resonate with a lot of what you've just said because 
I think, um, firstly, like the bit about your goals being able to change, because I know that I've set goals in January that I'd look at now and they don't excite me. I'm like, why did I even set that for myself? Or like January me is very different to June me, or I might have set a goal for like the end of the year that actually I've brought forward and I've actually achieved that over something else. So, and I think you're right. So many people get caught up in it being set um, and you're failing if you're not doing exactly what you said you were gonna do in January. But it doesn't mean you haven't achieved anything. It just means that you're slightly more fluid to what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. And it's more exciting sometimes too, like to be that sort of person where it's like, that's just not the goal I want to achieve anymore, you know? And it doesn't mean that you're like lazy or that you're finding it too hard or whatever other excuse can pop up. It's just that you as a person have actually expanded. So allow yourself Mm. to expand, allow yourself to think like, what is something that I want to be able to focus on and get to the end of the year and go, holy cow, that wasn't the plan but yeah. I'm so glad that I revisited it and now it feels really good as opposed to sticking to the yeah. old goal. It's almost exciting in a way when you do set your goals because you're like, I wonder what I will have added to this in six months' time or I wonder what won't be yeah. relevant in six months' time. Um, mm. And also about, I love the bit about doing what makes you happy because, or thinking about what is actually going to make you happy because, again, I think... So many of us set goals around what we think we should be doing and not what we actually want to do. Especially Mm -hmm. in like my industry, you will see people doing 10,000 steps a day or um, going to the the gym at 5 a.m. Or, I mean, I know you do that, but. (laughs) Stop judging me. Stop it. But I think people who don't exercise, let's say, think that that's where they need to start because that's what they should be doing. And it's like, no, you don't need to start five M workouts or ten thousand steps a day. You just need to start with what's going to make you feel better and more fulfilled, and yeah. then you can build up to that if you want to. But don't run before you can walk, kind of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. Um, and you mentioned obviously about setting big goals, something that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. How do you know if the goal is big enough or? How do you get that balance, I guess, then, between it feeling a little bit uncomfortable, but not feeling so big that it actually feels so far out of reach and Mm. unattainable? Yeah, I talk about this with my clients so much, where it's like about making sure that that goal feels stretchy, but that it also feels realistic as well, right? And that is, it's a really hard balance, because I think sometimes, especially when clients are working with me, they get so excited to be working with me, and they think, oh, I'm just going to go from how I was doing nothing, Candice, before I talked to you. And now I'm just going to set these mammoth goals. And I actually get people reining it in a little bit because I'm like, that's just not going to happen. You've gone from sitting on your bum and doing absolutely nothing to all of a sudden you're going to, you know, start a podcast, write a book, start your own retreat next month. And it's just, it's too much, right? So Mm -hmm. it's all just about really looking at what feels stretchy, but also realistic. And it's really asking yourself I think is the the easiest way is what is the difference this is actually going to make in my life that's the biggest thing because I think you're right like what you were saying before how people can set goals or say they're going to do things because they feel they should Mm. you know because that's what everyone else is doing in their industry or that's what their friends are doing or whatever it is without actually thinking like what is the difference this is going to make to my life and goals are meant to feel 
big. They're meant to feel like they're a little bit uncomfortable. Otherwise, you would have done them already, mm. right? So it's meant to give you that little pang in your chest that's like, oh, gosh, this is actually going to challenge me. Mm. And if it doesn't give you that, then it probably is an easy goal. And like you said before, you're not going to be excited about it. You know, you want to have a goal that you tick and achieve. And as a result of that, it's not only made a difference in your life, whatever the goal is, but you've also feel like you've grown as a person because you've achieved it. Like mm. that's kind of where the, the indicator is. You know, there are so many times that clients come to me with goals that they want to be able to achieve, goals that they've been wanting to achieve for, for yonks, right? Like years. And when we actually drill into why, like, why is this a goal? Why is this actually important to you? Why do you want to achieve this? You know, what will this goal do for your life? And occasionally the why that they give me, it's actually super ordinary. Like mm. the why isn't that exciting? You know, the why is like, it's all, well, you know, just because like, that's what you want to do. And it's like, that's, that's not, that's not going to ever get you out of bed or get you really yeah. pushing yourself if it's yeah. just something, you know, and you probably get this all the time, Lucy, where people come to you with like a number that they want to lose weight on, right? Like I yeah. need to lose five kilos or I need to lose whatever it is. And when you talk about why, and they might say to fit back into a pair of jeans and I go, cool, what else? And they're like, well, that's it. It's like, well, that is actually a shit goal. And that like isn't going to keep goal. you going on the tough days. Like. <laughs> no way, you know? You always exactly. have to get a bit deep with people because you're like, okay, you want to fit back into those jeans, but why? Like, just keep asking yourself why until you can't you can't ask yourself anymore because, <laughs> like, you know, and it actually sometimes it does get deep. It's like, well, actually, I was at a party in those jeans once and <laughs> I don't know, like, I felt like an absolute whale and went home and cried, you know? Like, just yeah. something. And But that is, like, a motive. That's going to get you going, but... If it's just a pair of jeans hung up that you think you should fit in because you should be a certain size, not going to yeah. happen. And you can. Like, there could even be people listening going, yeah, but ladies, I'd really like to fit into those jeans, right? Like, I get it. And they can be like, that's where my happiness lies. And it's sort of, it's spinning it to go, okay, let's just picture you're in these jeans. Great. You finally got it. You achieved that goal. You, the scale says you're down 10 kilos, whatever it is. How has your life changed as a result? You know, and I love asking that question. Like, how do you feel differently? How do you show up? How have your relationships changed? How is your, has your confidence changed? Like what is actually going on for you? And there's a lot of times as well where people have gone, oh, well, nothing's really changed. And it's like, well, that's, again, it's not a good goal. Like, let's talk about something entirely different, you know? And like on the flip side as well, when we're talking about whether their goals are too big or too small, sometimes people's goals are too big. You know, they slim slightly unachievable which can actually put people off too you know and make it feel too hard so it's really about not only finding that balance between achievable and also a stretch because you want to be able to grow and you want it to make a difference in your life but also getting freaking excited about your why if you are not excited about your why and there's only one thing like you were saying like keep asking why like we're five years old like why 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 <laughs> You want to have a you want to have a bucket load of reasons as to why. Mm. I don't want to just hear one reason. I want to hear a lot. I want it to be something that it's it's like it will do this for me. It will also do this for me. And as a result of this, this will change for me. Like it needs to have a really good reason. So yeah, I hope that sort of answered it. I got a bit excited talking. Yeah, about I'm the same. Like I forget that I've asked a question and then we're like in a full on discussion <laughs> about it. <laughs> about jeans all I remember talking about is jeans I just said jeans a lot and 10 kilos that's it yeah <laughs> um yeah okay so yeah I agree I think that's that's good I like that um so we often 
set goals and feel really motivated, excited. We've said it. We know what we're working towards. And then bam, something comes up. Um, and, you know, that could be anything. It could be a stressful day at work or for my clients in particular, like, yeah, it could be that they've had a bad day and then they think, I'm just, I'm just going to go get that takeaway on the way home because it's quick and easy. And actually their goal was that they weren't going to have a takeaway in the week, for example. And you end up finding yourself slipping back into old habits. So, and then the days add up. So what are your suggestions when barriers do arise that make the goal harder that day or yeah, less achievable? Yeah. Um, I think the funny thing about being a human being is, I mean, there's a lot of very funny things, but one of the, the super funny things is that somewhere along the line, we must have been told that goals were easy to achieve, right? Like I think about this a lot. It's like somewhere, like there must be, I don't know where it happened and I don't feel like it ever did happen, but somewhere we get this planted in our heads that they should be easy, right? Mm -hmm. Because the moment something does come up, like you were saying, or it sort of pushes us over a little bit or tips us over or whatever it is that the bam that you talked about, like we give up, you know, we just decide, Oh my God, that was just way too hard. And it can be the smallest thing. And I can only assume with your clients, cause <clears throat> I'm human as well, that sometimes it is just that, that takeaway, right. Or someone offers you cake or someone decides that we want to like, <laughs> you're nodding like, yes, yes, it's the cake. It's always the it's cake. It's like when someone like, brings donuts into the office that oh, you weren't planning you for. Wanna, <laughs> Yeah, you want to punch them and then also take a donut. You know, it's confusing. It's really confusing, but it can just be the smallest thing. And for whatever reason, like it can just be that one donut or whatever. And you just go, oh God, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it. And it can tip you over for weeks until you get to a point where you're sick of your own rubbish, you know. But mm -hmm. what we actually need to realize is that the obstacles are part of the process. Like the setbacks and the cake and everything that does happen, the takeaway is actually part of the process setbacks are part of it you know slip ups are part of the process so rarely do people actually set a goal and they achieve it really smoothly with something never coming up like rarely you know and I want to even say like ever like things pop up all the time but the difference between those who achieve their goals and those who don't is the people who actually achieve their goals don't let the bumps stop them mm. they actually acknowledge them they accept them they're like yep I totally just had takeaway then I totally did that right but it's also about just acknowledging it and going, this is part of it. This is what happens when you set goals. Like this is the stuff that happens, but you allow yourself to reset and then you keep going. Yeah. You know, and that is the difference between people who achieving what they want to achieve and those who just are stuck going through the same cycle is they're allowing those bumps to, for some reason, be a sign that this goal is just too hard. You know, and one of my favorite sayings is that like giving up after your first setback is like slashing your other three ties when one tie gets a flat, right? Like yeah. I freaking love that because you've got to, no one would do that, you know, mm. just because one tie gets a flat, you don't crack the shits and pull over <laughs> and then slash all your other three and go, well, looks like my car's a ride off. Like we're yeah. not going anywhere today. Like no one would do that. They would get the car, the, the tire fix. I love how I'm saying this. Like I know how to fix a tie. I'd have no idea. I'd probably cry and call my husband on the side of the road. Get Bear the in mind, I got a flat get... tire on Saturday. <laughs> I know you did. I saw that photo of you and I was like, oh my God, I'd be stuffed. I literally would not know what to do. I'd take a photo for Instagram too and then say hashtag help. Like I would have no idea what to do. But 
yeah, the point is that it doesn't stop you from where you're going. It might slow you down and that's okay, but it's just acknowledging that this stuff does happen and it's not to put you off. It's just to accept it. Mm, yeah. I love what you said about goals, like not thinking that goals should be easy. I agree. Yeah. I think someone obviously has somewhere along the line we we do believe that we think because we've said it that's like a given that we are now going to achieve it because we've said it but i say this a lot to clients it's not a case of like if that barrier comes up it's probably a case of when like it will come up Absolutely. for you um you yeah. will have a bad day at work you will have something that happens that is going to test you but you don't ever grow or get better at it if you, like you said, if you just let every bump knock you. And I agree, I find that a lot with my own clients about the ones that get the best results are the ones that just accept that it's okay, that that has happened, and then they move on. They don't sit in the past and dwell on it and use it as an excuse to reinforce all these reasons as to why they can't do it. Absolutely, yeah, bang on. So they're just not meant to be easy. Yeah um yeah. so we obviously spoke a little bit about the start at the start about choosing one thing um mm. to to start with and I am a really big believer in that you can only give your energy to one to two maybe two max things at a time um and that you should try and master one goal before you move on to the next. So I guess, what are your thoughts on this? Is it okay to have more than one goal going on at the same time? What's your advice? Yeah, um, I think like, yes, I agree with you. And also it depends what sort of goals we're talking about. So it sort of can go two ways, right? So if we're focusing or if we're talking about the focus of the year, you know, like, and I think you know that about me where I really make sure that we all have this kind of main, this is what I'm focused on for you, for the year. This is where I want to get to. This is where a lot of my energy is going to be mapped towards. Um, like, absolutely. I believe in having like that one goal that if achieved, it's going to have a really big impact for you for the year. You know, so many people start a new year and they go ahead and list out everything and everything that they didn't do last year. And then for whatever reason, this year is going to be the year that they achieve everything on their cute list. Right. Um, which is great and exciting, but it can also cause a lot of overwhelm if it's not actually mapped out effectively. Um, and with my one-on-one -on -one clients, like I work with them in 90 day sprints, you know, that's really how I work with a lot of my clients. So we look at what the overriding goal is for the year and what those two or three goals that support that for the next three months, you know, mm -hmm. so really looking at that main thing and then what's required underneath that so that we know that, you know, you can sometimes feel like you have so many balls up in the air at once, you know, things like health, things like relationship, things like work, things like growth or finances and even having fun, but it's really each month looking at like what actually matters most for these next three months ahead, you know, for these next 90 days and focusing on that and being okay with dropping a few things every now and again, knowing that we, we can have it all. This is something that's been coming out of my mouth a lot with clients at the moment that we can absolutely have it all, but we just can't have it all at once at once. Mm -hmm. Right. So to think that we can have it all at once is just a complete delusion, you know, so you can have everything, but you just can't have it all now. So it's like, what is really important for me now what is something that i want to be able to focus on so yeah mm. that's my answer yeah i like the word like impact there because mm. for me that's how was the difference between 
getting overwhelmed with my goals at the start of the year and actually having a plan as to how I'm going to achieve them. I just started with the ones that were going to have the biggest impact right now. And often I find that if I start with those, it will naturally feed into some of the others because it's had a knock-on effect. Similar to what you said about health at the beginning, like naturally if you focus on your health, you're naturally going to show up better in work and therefore your goals at work actually might get achieved without you necessarily even having to focus, make them a big focus. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, you've you've nailed it. You know, I think every single day when I start work and regardless of how many client sessions I've got, workshops, whatever it is that's going on for me, I still start my day the moment that I sit down at my my desk and I say like, what matters most today? Mm. Like really always checking in with like, where where am I going to make the biggest impact? You know, and asking yourself like hypothetically, if I could only do one thing today, one thing, like if I was only allowed to, and that was it, and then I had to do nothing for the rest of the day, what would that one thing be that I would choose to do? And I do that for myself every day. And I always obviously do a bucket load more than one thing, but I get that one thing done. And I know that everything else is a bonus. Mm. And I think that that's what I really want to be able to kind of stress with a lot of people when we are talking about goal setting as well, you know, where it's like looking at that overarching goal for your year. And it's like, if I only could do one thing this year, what would that be? Awesome. And then knowing that and keeping that in your mind that that's my main focus. And like you said, that when you are focusing on something that's really important, everything else is going to improve as a result of it. It will. But to make sure that it is, it's looking at those 90 days sort of sprints and going, okay, for these next 90 days, what is most important? Knowing that I've got this year that I want to be able to focus on and achieve, what do I need to get done over these next three months? Like what's most important for me? Mm. And just keep checking in on yourself. Just a slight off-topic question, which reminded me as we were talking. Well, we are in your own personal coaching session, so you may as well just ask me any. <laughs> this is basically a me question, but I'm sure I people struggle with it. <laughs> yes. I can see you're like, I've got Candace here, and I'm just going to ask her this question. I'm just going to ask her. Yeah. So one thing I really struggle with is... Mm. A, my day like a, I've, I've got the long-term goal in mind I know what I'm going where I'm going it's the day ahead of me and what you said about sitting down at the start of the day and thinking okay if I could only do one thing today what would it be I really struggle between what needs to be done and that might be like answering client messages um you know client check-ins all the things that are like in the business keep me going you know obviously clients are always going to be my number one priority but yeah. that is very much day-to-day running of my business then you've got the mm. bigger goals that might be like for example at the moment I want to focus a bit more on reels on my Instagram to grow my um following and you know scale my Instagram side of things um but Instagram reels take time <laughs> um, and it's like <laughs> How do you get that balance between making sure you're still ticking off the day to day? Because at the end of the day, clients need to be answered, clients' check-ins need to be done, plans need to be written. But if that's all I ever did and all I ever prioritized, my business wouldn't even be where it is now because it wouldn't grow. So it's like, yeah, how do you totally? What? Oh my God, I love both this of question. them are important, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all both of them and all of it and everything is important. Yeah, I hear you, Lucy. I hear you. Um, so what you need to do and what the best way to do this is it all comes down to being these experts of managing our time, right? Like mastering our time. Like it's a huge thing, you know? It's sort of like 
we get to the end of the day, we get to the end of the week, we get to the end of the month and we're like, I have no idea where my time is going. And that's like the biggest thing that we need to be able to get, get a hold of. Because even like you're saying with things like reels, that all of a sudden you can start doing a reel and then two and a half hours is gone. You're like, holy shit, where is my day gone, right? And yeah. it's like really weighing up, was that the best use of my time? Is that something that's going to create the best amount of of impact or worth or is that going to make me get to the end of the day and go, God, that was a good day, right? And now this is not to say this is not important, mm -hmm. but it's about us really owning our time in a way that we maybe haven't done before. So what I always encourage my clients to do from a, you know, if like you and I were working together, hypothetically, it feels like I'm coaching right now, but that's okay. Let's just do it anyway. <laughs> I love giving away my time on a podcast. It's great. No, I'm joking. Um, so what I would do though, is I think that it's a great way for you to be able to distinguish like things that you do when you're working in your business. You know, like you were saying, like your number one focus is really getting back to clients, whatever it is that they are needing from you, but anything that's required of working in your business and then in the other side of things, I want you to really look at what is required for you to work on your business, you know, where it's to do with marketing, whether it's to mm. do with like getting yourself out there, whether, I love that you're writing all this down, mm. whether it's to do with like creating new things, you know, like new initiatives, all that sort of stuff, everything and anything that you feel like if you, if I had a bucket load of time, what would I actually like to be spending my time on? Because you're right, both of them are completely important. You want to be able to balance them. Mm. Once you've like smashed out your list of all these things that you want to be able to fit in. I want you beside them to write out how much time you're currently spending on these things, whether you do it on a weekly basis, a daily basis, whatever it is. And then beside that, how much time you'd like to be spending. Mm. Right. So you might find when you're writing this down that you're like, I have no idea how long I'm spending on reels. Right. And then you, I want you to almost track it over the next couple of weeks and go, holy bonkers. I am spending so much time on reels. If that's what I'm doing, how much would I actually like to be spending? Like, let's get serious. And once you know that, Lucy, you get to a point where you're like, i got to put a timer on. And if my reel is shit by the end of the time that timer goes off, then stuff it. Everyone's getting a shit reel, right? Like, <laughs> just, we've got to get really strict with our time because you've got so many things that you want to be able to fit in, mm. so many things that you want to be able to do that really fill your cup up and show, like, the, the value that you can actually bring to people as well as, you know, in your business, outside of your business, all that kind of thing. And also life isn't just about business. So you want to be yeah. able to map other things that you want to, you're like, yeah, that's Oh right. yeah, I am married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. Yeah. Um, but you do, you want to sort of look at where all your time is going and then start getting, getting serious about your efficiency and mm. how you can fit it in, how you want to fit it in. You know, one of my clients even said yesterday in one of my um, peak state program, like the, my education session, we were talking about time because it comes up a lot when we talk about balancing. And we were talking about how much capacity you have in a day. And she's like, I don't ever want to get it to a point where I'm full. Like I'm up to, and I said, that's great. You know, she doesn't want to feel like every moment of her day is consumed with something. And I was like, brilliant. So instead of you pretending you have an eight hour day, Let's pretend you have a four hour day and you got mm. four hours to dick around if you want to do like, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But in those four hours, what is the best use of time that you can do with those four hours? How do you want to fill it? Do you want to fill it with three and a half hours of reels and a half an hour to check in with clients? Mm. Or do we need to revisit this? You yeah. know, so it's just getting serious about where your time is and where you want your time to be. Is that helpful? Yeah, really helpful. Thank you. Sorry for the little mini You're coaching welcome. session within the podcast. <laughs> um okay um and what would you say is the biggest reason people don't hit their goals 
the biggest reason people don't hit their goals. Because um, you said at the beginning about, um, oh, about like you find it really interesting to know why, to understand why people want to do it. Why people want to achieve things, but then just don't achieve them. So yeah, why, why don't they achieve that. them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, because you said at the beginning, Candice, so now explain it even more. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Um, so it comes down to like three different things as to why people don't achieve their goals, right? In my experience and what I've found is that it's obviously their mindset. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk a little bit about that. It's also accountability, which I know you talk about as well. So you're a big believer in that. And it's also change of focus, you know? So when we're talking about mindset, it's it's all about just the negative self-talk that pop up. And we are brutal. Like the way that we talk about ourselves, especially when we're feeling a bit wobbly and we're going off track and using your takeaway as an example, like the stuff that goes through our heads if we do go and get takeaway is pretty horrendous, right? Like it's like, oh God, here I go again. I knew I'd do this. I knew I'd get lazy and I just want to go and get takeaway. Like, what is wrong with me? Lucy said this would happen and it's (laughs) happened and now I feel shit and stuff. Like, we are awful, you know, whether we would never speak to a friend who got a little bit wobbly and said the same thing. But when it comes to ourself, our minds just go terribly, you know. There's like self-doubt as well where they just feel like maybe I can't achieve this goal. Maybe it was too big and I shouldn't have said that, you know, or it's just that whole giving up when it is too tough and then not understanding what is required to have a healthier mindset. So I think mindset is a big thing. It's huge. Accountability, like, again, like I said, you talk about a lot, is just people needing additional support to get them through and just not having it, you know, feeling like they have to do it all on their own, you know, and if they they can't do it on their own, then that's when their minds goes into a spiral and they just feel like, oh, my God, here I go again, like I'm useless, I'm terrible, all that kind of thing. But there is, and I say this so often to so many of my clients, that there's just no award for doing it solo. Like you don't get like this big, well done, good job. You did it without any help. Like that's that doesn't exist. There's no award like that, yeah. you know? So I think that lack of accountability though, it's hard, you know? Like to have mm. someone in your corner that you can lean on when you are having your, your tough moments or your tough patches makes such a huge difference. Like to have your own cheerleader there. And then just the change of focus where just life changes, you know, Mm -hmm. things change and keeping up to date with like, is this goal still important to me? Like we talked about earlier. And if it doesn't necessarily mean that much to you, you know, maybe you don't have to throw it entirely in the bin, but maybe it needs tweaking slightly. You know, maybe you said in the beginning that you want to just be this marathon runner and you're like, you know what, on reflection, I don't actually want to do marathon runs. Like that sounds actually horrendous. Maybe I just every now and again want to do a walk with a bounce, right? Like also known as a jog. You can can all tell that I'm not a runner with that sort of example. You can all hear that one. Yeah, do go to the gym at 5 a.m. though, not a runner. But you may just want to, you may want to tweak it, right? So you may not want to throw it entirely in the bin, but you may want to tweak it. And I think people do just chuck it away. They're like, stuff it. I don't want to do it anymore. It's too hard. So instead of just having that that change of focus. So I think it's those three things, Lucy. I think it's their mindset, it's accountability and change of focus that can um, move people away from their goals. Mm. I, like, I like the little summary at the end. <laughs> Good. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> Great. It's like I'm being critiqued, everyone. It's like I'm being critiqued. Yeah. <laughs> I can't critique you. You're too good. Um, right. Um, 
thank you for that. That's all honestly like r really eye opening, and I'm sure there are many people that are probably watching this right, uh, listening to this right now that are like, oh my god, yes, so true. Um, so gonna end the podcast. Um, so whenever anyone comes on the podcast, I always finish with these two questions. So the first one is, uh, ask me anything. <laughs> Well, I really want to ask you something that would just make you super uncomfortable. Oh, like, please I really don't. Do. Please don't. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, please do, and I got all excited thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to ask her? No, I won't do that. I won't do that. I mean, you can. Um, okay, so any question that I want to ask you, yeah. well, what is, what's your focus for the next six months of this year? What are you going to focus on? Oh, my God, this makes me uncomfortable too. Uh <laughs> That was an easy one, babe. That was a completely easy one. No, yeah. so my focus for the next six months is expansion. Um, I want to get my business into a place where um, I don't have to be so 100% in it all the time, I guess is the right yeah. word. Um, I want to grow. I want to help other coaches become successful but I want to do that within my own business so yeah I think by the end of the year I'd like to have another coach on board which is actually the first time I've said this out loud to anybody else other than Louis so um yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> like yeah so that wasn't a big deal at all awesome yeah <laughs> uh, no but I would like to have another coach on board and uh yeah like I'm kind of thinking ahead now what I want the business, where I want the business to be in like one, two, three years time. And that process needs to start now for that to happen. So yeah, that's my focus for this next six months in business. That's so cool. You're a legend. That's awesome. Love Thanks. it. Um, and then the second question is, um, what's your favorite motivational quote and why? Because I love a quote. I love a quote. It's so hard to like just pick one. I think the thing that's been coming out of my mouth a lot lately to literally anyone who will have a conversation with me is that if you want different, you have to be willing to do different. Mm. I think I've been saying that a lot. If you want different, you have to be willing to do different. I think a lot of people that you can talk to want to change things up and want to feel very different with their life but they're just doing the same shit over and over you know so yeah if you want different you have to be willing to do different it's kind of like that definition of insanity kind of thing like doing kind of the like same, that lucy doing kind the like same that. thing over yeah. okay well thank you so much for coming on that was super helpful and i'm sure so many of you have had many light bulb moments throughout this podcast as have i and if you have found what Candice has said helpful and you are going to go away and approach the next six months differently because of it, then please don't be afraid to reach out and just pop us a message. Let us know how this podcast has impacted you because, yeah, I always love to hear the feedback. And, and is there anything you want to promote or um, where can people find you if they have enjoyed what you've said tonight? Only if you have enjoyed what I've said tonight. <laughs> well, if, the, if they haven't, they're not going to want to follow you, are they? So let's no, that's really exactly listen. right. <laughs> no, they would have stopped listening right now. They would have stopped listening. Wouldn't have got to um, this point. I, 
I, uh, I hang out on Instagram. So Candace Harvey, that's probably the best way. Um, if you need a Candace Harvey shake up weekly, you can subscribe to my podcast as well. So it's the shake up with Candace Harvey. Um, and it's just where I, I talk about new ways of doing things, new ways of thinking so that you can have the best life ever. That's me. I'm I have to admit, I'm absolutely loving the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that yet, then definitely go and check it out. Thanks again, Candice, for coming on. And I will see you all next week for another episode of your weekly lift. See you later.